In this episode, we dive into Twitch's founding story and initial growth period and how it relates to discipline and disruption and what you can do in your own life to apply the same things. You are listening to the Fifth Hammer Growth Podcast, where we help you find harmony and imperfection as you journey towards success in life and in business. We're excited to bring a conversation about a company that has seen some rapid success and um, some people could describe as a unicorn that most people have heard of. Um, and if you haven't, you're probably living under a rock somewhere. Um, but really want to highlight and revisit the law of the fifth hammer in context with other companies and their journeys as they've worked towards success, which is what which is what we're about. So um, we'll kick off today talking about Twitch. Uh, before we get into like the Twitch's founding story, I'm curious, like, have you guys ever used it? No, no? I haven't. Never? I have, my kids have, my, my boys have, but they're gamers, right? So, so, so my boys have all, um, have all been gamers and, um, and have, have, uh, have used Twitch. So I co- talked a little bit to them about it, but no, I personally haven't, but yeah, I've seen I, it. I've watched them on it. I actually just started using it in the last year. Um, because the NBA, I'm a big NBA fan. Utah Jazz is my team. And there's a little community. I collect digital basketball cards and we do giveaways and like streams on Twitch, but I never, I never had an account before that. And so it's interesting to see these pockets of like subculture emerging, right? Um, and using certain tools and, and platforms. And Twitch is one of those that's, you know, t- got traction in a certain area, but then has continued to pivot. And it's interesting to observe in their history, the seasons of discipline and seasons of disruption. Um, and so maybe I'll, I'll just kick off and, and highlight a little bit of their history and kind of their story. And then Ryan, Dave, feel free to fill in gaps or stop and kind of add your thoughts there. But it was interesting uh, learning, you know, that Twitch was founded in 20 or 2007 as a platform called Justin TV, like, which sounds so stupid. (laughs) Like Justin TV, it was one dude, right? This guy before there were iPhones and all this, right? These video platforms, he was going around recording his life, like a reality kind of TV show type thing and just streaming it his 24 seven life on the internet, Justin TV. Um, He called it life casting. Life casting is what he called it. Uh-huh. And I, I remember I was working in a broadcasting school at the time. And uh, it was like a career education school that taught radio and TV. And we, um, I had a couple of folks come to me and bring this up that we could like set one up in the studio or, you know, in the school. And I was like, nah, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what's interesting about that is, is that was in 2007, right? So 2005, YouTube launched. And, and YouTube, so, so it was only two years new of YouTube just trying to, to, to build and gain its feet. So, and here's the interesting thing about this, because if you look at the concept of discipline and disruption, as we talked about in, in Fifth Hammer um, thinking and, and the law of the Fifth Hammers, I, I, I believe that it takes discipline more than disruption to do something like this, mm-hmm. right? 
So it's disruption is the idea, but it's a plan to really buckle down and to really make something happen. Now, you guys have all heard me share the story of how I invented, um, I invented pictures, right? You've heard <laughs> me share that story. I've shared it before, but I freaking like, I know if you, if you go back and watch, um, the Italian job, I am the Pinterest, right? Like he is the Napster. I'm the Pinterest. So I invented Pinterest in the middle of the night. I woke up, I had diagrams. I freaking started coding. I got busy. I didn't have the discipline to finish it. And so it takes discipline to do an idea like these guys had. Here's an interesting story that you guys have never heard. You've, you've heard me talk about working at a company called 8x8 in, in, in the Bay Area. Um, 8x8 had patents, tons of patents, like 300-some patents on audio and video compressions. Okay, I was working at 8x8 in 1999. We were sitting around a room talking about how do we do this? How do we take our technology, the internet? And I came up with a concept that we called at the media mud. Media mud. Media it, was mud. A terrible, it was a terrible <laughs> name. It was the idea of allowing people to take our, one of our products and stream live to the internet and just make videos and let people see it. 1999, that was the idea. YouTube came out in 2005. The reason why, the reason why we never did media mud is one, they hated the name. But it was a life, it was a streaming <laughs> concept, right? They hated, they absolutely hated the name. Two, the marketplace wasn't ready for it because we didn't have devices that we could easily just stream and capture. And that was, you know, and, and or three, consume even, right? Or consume. Capture and consume. Yeah. Three, we didn't have the discipline to do it, right? And that's, and, and that's the thing that I love about the story. Of, of Twitch, especially going all the way back to Justin TV, as bad of a name as it is, and who really thought that somebody would want to watch Justin 24-7 streaming his life 24-7. But they had the discipline to buckle down and create something. And that that's the thing that I love about this story. Okay. Sorry, I, I jumped I jumped way into it because oh, we started no. talking about Justin TV and I love the fact that the discipline to accomplish this was in place. Well, I think you actually touched on maybe the the larger part of maybe the larger point is because I was thinking about how much discipline it takes to sustain something like that as you know you roll it out. I mean, I don't, I, I I know in two thousand seven online streaming wasn't easy. Now it's easy. You could just set up your iPhone and just go. But like the idea seems easy. And then you, when you deploy it, there's all kinds of stuff that goes wrong. There's like people streaming illegal things. And, and if you like, I just know as part of their growth, one of the, you know, when they were leaning into sports and people were illegally streaming broadcasts or uh, sports broadcasts, they were seeing growth from that. So to, to take, to have the discipline to cut that off and look yeah. for gaming and identify gaming in the data. Um, that's, that's what's incredible with me just going through some compliance issues like in, in supplements, you know, I, I remember going through stuff at microbe where I was like, man, this is just going to kill us. And, um, and at the end of the day, we really didn't have a choice. We had to do it. We had to be disciplined to do that, but that's, there's discipline in the execution of the idea and then the sustain sustainability of it, I think. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you jumped ahead and brought that up. Well, and I think you highlight a point that we haven't really talked about in the context of uh, the lot of fifth hammer and fifth hammer thinking, which is, um, you know, kind of the mantra that ideas are cheap. Right. Yeah. To have a disruptive idea, 
plenty of people have disruptive ideas, right? I, I, but to yeah. have, you know, but to truly, to, but, but to truly be disruptive, it, it requires the marriage of discipline to execute. Right? Well, and, and, and that's the key. I believe that there is this cloud of ideas out there. And that we all have the opportunity to tap into that cloud of ideas and multiple people touch it at, at, at any given time. Okay. You guys also know I'm, I'm like all in on my faith, right? So I'm a faith-based man. I believe that all things are created spiritually before they're created physically. So the ideas that we have come through inspiration that I, and everybody has the possibility of touching it and multiple people will touch that idea at the same time. It's who's going to have the discipline to execute on it, right? Which I think is, which I think is incredibly important is having the discipline to execute. That's what I drew immediately from the story. And then, and then you get into, they were doing everything. Like there's, as as you, as you look at it, um, the, the founding, the, the founding, um, the founding architects of Justin TV and Twitch, they like, they nearly had every topic in existence on their things. They did sports, they did all every topic. Right. And, and so that's a problem because if you look at like Yuri, Yuri von der Sleeves, he wrote the book. I, don't, I can't even say his name. Yuri von der Sleeves, He wrote the book. He was the author. You know what I'm talking about, right? Dave, he's the author of um, trust me. I'm a salesman. Look at me guys. I'm quoting a book. You guys are always the one quoting a book. <laughs> but I love, and I love this. I love what he said. He, he said, if you try to be everything to everyone, you become nothing. If you try to be everything to everyone, you become nothing. And that's really the, the beginning of Justin TV and what they had. That's really the problem they were going through is they well, were most- everything to everyone. <clears throat> And most growth cycles, you know, you hear a lot rich, riches in the niches and people will start niche and then they'll go broad, but rarely do they then cut back and go niche again. And that's why I think right. what you pointed out, Dave, is powerful about this story. Started as Justin TV niche, right? Got a lot of traction and following um, lots of different topics, ran into a lot of compliance issues, had the fortitude and the discipline to say, you know what, we're going to cut a big chunk of this and we're going to do, you know double down on gamers and develop feature sets and develop right attract streamers rather than just users and really like go through the cycles of getting deep in the weeds and niching down again right um and that's really when Justin TV transitioned to Twitch right and and I think that was around like 20 well, in 2010, in, in 2010, they realized that even though they had million users, millions of users, they their growth got stifled. Right, so they right. weren't That's growing anymore. And and you know that when you when you're not growing on the internet, you're you're freaking you're, you're failing. Like you constantly have to be growing. If you're an internet internet based platform that is internet based content and you're not growing, uh, you, you you really are on the decline. And so, and that was in 2010 when they realized, okay, so what's happening? Plus the challenges they had, you brought in sports and Dave, you talked about this content management was insane. I mean, being, having to manage that many streams and, and take down, like they were, they were coming into copyright issues because people were streaming um, live sporting events. They were streaming 
games. They were streaming things that they didn't have the rights to rebroadcast. Now, you know, you could always say, well, we're not doing it. Our users are doing it. No, you're the mechanism. You're the vehicle which you're streaming. And so when you go up against people like the NFL that have freaking – that have mastered the, the art of managing copyright, you're going to have problems as a company. And those were some of the biggest challenges they had. Not only were they not growing, but they weren't growing because they kept taking down content, which was taking a huge portion of their users away. Yeah, it's interesting to see the parallels of this <clears> – <throat> In the era of the creator economy, right? You hear, a, you, I think you see more like the social influencers that, uh, you know, monetize their audiences and things like that. But you don't see a ton in the mainstream media about, you know, um, the rise of streamers, like having the eye opening experience, like, holy crap, I can make money doing this, you know, and, and not just yeah. make money, but make a living. And so, you know, Twitch was really part of that whole market growth of pushing, you know, people creating content and then monetizing audiences on it. And, um, to the point where they got so big that in 2014 they sold and you think that they would sell to YouTube or some other video based platform, but they sold for just under like a billion dollars in cash to Amazon. Wow. You know, like, and it, I like this story because I think that there's seasons in it. Right. The initial season of disruption to have this, you know, hairy, wild idea of following a guy around and streaming his, you know, but then the discipline to execute on it and then to iterate, right, churn, baby churn and go and get get users and more topics. And then again, as a new season of disruption saying like, hey, we're not growing. We need to do something different. Um, And then right back into execution of a feature set and tool set so that you know, these streamers can monetize with, you know, um, subscriptions and different things like that. So yeah. Anything else do you guys really stand out from this? Yeah. And I, and I love the fact that as we get into the story a little bit more, and as you started understanding the story, they got to the point where they realized they didn't have to reinvent themselves. They didn't have to reinvent the company. Right. Um, and and a lot of times people go through that, well, we're not growing, so let's reinvent ourselves. Let's reinvent the company. No, what they did is they narrowed in on the niche that was successful. They narrowed in on a niche that not only was successful, but was kind of underrated at the time. They took a gamble yeah. on di- tightly narrowing in on gaming and yeah. game streaming. I mean, you think about it, well, they realize data, data analysis. I mean, they had the data to support it, to say, hey, look, a big chunk of our users are in this area. Like, it, it, it wasn't even a big chunk, dude. It was a small subset of the biggest part of their company was was illegal content that they couldn't stream. <laughs> but, but, but as they dialed it in, they realized that, well, nobody's complaining about streaming computer games. Nobody's nobody's it actually benefits the the game makers. You know, I I just think it's amazing the point you just brought up, Ryan, because I don't know about I mean we're we're of the same generation. I was shamed for playing video games. Like it was like um you know, it was like a thing that you weren't supposed to do for very much, you know, and <laughs> and that that went I think that lasted for a while and there was like so there was like this like you're saying like this niche of people that just did it because it's fun and it's and then that's grown and it's become widely accepted. I mean, I've, 
I play with my son now. Like I get, we get a PS five and we hop on and we, we, we play, but the, that's grown. So to take a bet on that thing that had such a, like the past of gaming isn't even close to what it is now. Um, yeah. And, and I think if you, yeah, no. And I think if you look at the, if you look at their book, um, which I, which, which I think is, is, is a, is a great read um, about the, you know, the, um, the, the rise and fall of Justin TV, right? If you look at that book and, and the idea of there, it, it really goes into detail as far as like, they didn't, this wasn't a large part of the company. It was a growing interest in gaming. I mean, that's, and that was like, well, let's focus in on that. And like you said, Spencer, not only did they, not only, and, and so they, they moved over and they created Zarf, right? Which again is another terrible name. I'm so glad they got somebody to freaking brand the name Twitch because Justin <laughs> TV and Zarth were like, those are like terrible names. I think Zarth is Zaxxon. Like it's total computer gaming, right? Um, and then it later became Twitch. But the cool thing about it is they narrowed in on an emerging, emerging, com, emerging community and supported something that was kind of like you said, that underdog. And it, and then they gave them tools, especially you brought this up. They gave them the ability to do tournaments. They gave them the ability to live stream and they went and, and they found the top streamers, gaming streamers and said, Hey, come over and bring your content to Twitch because we want to help build this. And then they gave them the ability for people to give them tips, right? To monetize their streams. And, and literally other than sponsorships, with big gaming or Red Bull or things like that, other than sponsorships, this was the beginning of allowing allowing gamers to actually become pro. So they they not only and this is this is this is where that that disruption comes into play. They had the discipline to create the platform. They had the discipline to look at themselves and say, we don't have to change who we are. We just have to focus and and niche down on a community that's on the, on that's, that's rising within this environment. And they had the discipline to walk away from the challenge, like the sports, the head, like we're going to shut everything else down except for gaming. I mean, there's so much discipline that it takes to do that. But at the same time, the disruption to be able to say, we're going to hit it. The fifth hammer comes in and hits saying we're changing. This is our new focus. This is what we're doing. And they, they narrowed it in and they dialed it in and they made it freaking work. And, and that's the beauty, I think, of the story as it comes to how discipline and disruption play is that they had, they had the discipline to do it. And, and there's so many, I mean, you look at successful people, the guys that we've talked to and have worked with in the past, look at, look at the, the Todd Watts who had the discipline for five years to work with a seed that nobody else knew. He didn't even know how to freaking take it. At first, every time you took Mimosa Pudica seed in a spoon, it would gel in your throat and people would like gag. But he had the discipline to say, let's put it with peanut butter. How about oil? How about this? And, oh, let's encapsulate it. He had the discipline to continue that process. Inventors have a spark. That's disruption. It's the discipline it takes to really drive that, that idea to completion. Look at like Christian Drapeau, 20 years of studying stem cell, stem cells. Dude, 
the dude has discipline to buckle in and do it. And we can sit there and those are the, those are the ones we're working with. You look at the happy, healthy dudes, you look at um, the discipline that they have to keep trying an idea and to keep growing that idea, um, which I think is absolutely phenomenal. And, and is something not everybody has. Well, I think, and it really comes into play and it, people talk about this a little bit, but I think, you know, what makes, what's the difference, you know, between, you know, you had the idea, mm, muddy, whatever, right. And media mud, <laughs> terrible day. I think part of it is part of it is vision and belief and purpose, right? When you believe in something enough and you have, you really, you know, you, you have the vision for what it can birth, right. Or like, and maybe not even vision, but just ambition, you know, maybe sometimes it's just, you've got so much sunk cost into it that you either make it work or, you know, it's or die trying. So I think it's interesting to look at the motivational factors behind, um, discipline, right. And what pushes people to actually take something to the finish line. Well, and here's the reward, right? Because within a month of launching Twitch, they had 8 million viewers within a month, 8 million freaking viewers. That's the power of niching down. That's the power of discipline. That's the power of, of, of really focusing in on it. And, you know, platform today has like 140 million viewers. I mean, it's absolutely insane. Yeah. They're still trying to figure out how to, how to do better and how to become better and how to like be profitable and how to do things. Um, but it's it's the it's it takes discipline to freaking create the idea. And that's the beauty, I think, of this story is the creator discipline of the creator and the and the discipline and the pivot as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, so as you're building your your life, your world, Inc., you know, your business, um, remember that a lot of the fifth hammer is about the marriage between discipline forces and intentional disruption and finding the balance um, between your ideas and your execution. The other, the other thing I want to point out, and I was just thinking about this as you were finishing up Spencer is that in, in this story in the next one we're going to do, um, they didn't do it alone. Right. Justin had the, had, it was like, Hey, I want to do this. He had two amazing partners that could support him in it. Right. So he didn't do it alone. You've got to find people that can do it with you. Yep. Yeah.